What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 213. And although the writer's strike is over, it looks like the actor strike is going to go on a little bit longer because uh, studios do not want to pay. So this this is pretty wild. Everybody thought for sure immediately after the WGA got a, a pretty good uh, contract and deal uh, with, of course, uh, all of the studio heads. That sag after would literally be right behind it. It would only take a couple weeks. I think it was uh, last week that I made the assumption of like three weeks. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot longer than that, um, which could possibly ruin a lot of schedules for, uh, well, the DCU to be particular. If this goes on any further than December, that halts Superman. Yeah, yeah, it does seem like that's going to be a big thing. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of weird. Like, I, I, the one thing I will say, I've never been a big fan of discussing films Twitter. Like, they kind of always been like up and down for me. But I will say, during the whole strike, they have been calling out like every time they made a post about the studios, they're like, studios don't want to pay, yada, yada. And they would call out how much the CEOs would make and shit. Yeah. And they posted one recently that was like, David Zaslav in the last like three to five years has made $498 million or some shit like that. And they were like, this is what the execs get paid in the last five years. And they don't want to share 2% of the revenue, which comes out to be 57 cents per subscriber. So if you're buying Netflix, that's like $15, 57 cents of that goes to the actors. Doesn't seem that hard. In my opinion, it, it really doesn't. There is an actual I think it was uh, Jessica Chastain shared the full uh, uh, quote from the uh, representatives for SAG-AFTRA. It says to our fellow SAG-AFTRA members, it is profound disappointment that we report the industry CEOs have walked away from the bargaining table after refusing to counter the latest offer. We have negotiated with them in good faith, despite the fact that last week they presented an offer that was shockingly worth less than proposed before the strike even began. These companies refuse to protect performers from being replaced by AI. They refuse to increase wages to keep uh, up with inflation, and they refuse to share the tiny portions of the revenue your workers generate for them, like you said. Um, they go to explain the 57 cents per subscriber. They have rejected our proposal and refused to counter. Instead, they use bully tactics. Just just tonight, they intentionally rep- misrepresented to the press the cost of the above proposal, overstating it by 60%. They have done the same with AI, claiming to protect performer consent by continuing to demand consent on the first day of employment for use of a performer's digital replica for an entire cinematic universe or any franchise project. The companies are using the same failed strategy they tried to inflict on the WGA, putting an putting out misleading information in an attempt to fool our members into abandoning our solidarity and putting pressure on our negotiators. But just like the writers, our members are smarter than that and will not be fooled. Yeah. So uh, it does seem like it's going to be a while until stuff goes back. Looks like the rock and John Cena can stay in WWE a little bit longer because they're not going to be working. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I think this is, I kind of expected this to be honest because yeah, writing, 
it could be replaced by AI, but it's still going to be a while if you've ever actually messed around with ChatGBT or seen what people come up with. It's good if you're trying to write like a resume excuse to like quit or whatever, like you do stuff like that. But an actual like, you know, two and a half hour movie, it's going to repeat a bunch of the same shit. And I think eventually too, like you're going to have to get really, really, really good at prompts to be able to pop out a really good script. And I'm sure we'll see it in the next year. Somebody would be like, oh, the script for fucking the Batman 2 has been released and it's going to be all Chad GBT. Like they're going to be like, yeah, it leaked. And like, so that's some shit you're going to have to deal with later, which is going to kind of suck. But uh, yeah, for the most part, I don't know. I think it's, you're always still going to need writers because I don't think anything unique or original is going to come out of chat GBT. So you're going to need writers that actually have real experiences, you know? Um, But with actors though, that's very different. Yeah, sure. Everybody and their mom's CGIing people into movies nowadays, but it's also like, looks really shitty. (laughs) Like, you know, there's a reason why the VFX people are going on strike as well, which I'm glad they're going on strike because they were the one, they would be the ones to kind of, I guess, clean up the AI. You know what I mean? I'm assuming yeah. they would. Unless they're going to just try to be like, you know, all our movies are going to be AI. And it's just like, well, who's going to watch that shit? You know what I mean? Like, we'll it's, just... This this whole thing has me super worried. Because like you said, the chat GBT uh, re- just regurgitates everything. I saw a quote-unquote AI artist uh, getting in arguments on Twitter yesterday mm-hmm. with actual comic book artists. I saw that. Um, and there was a, a cover artist. Uh, he goes by Sway. He was telling this uh, AI artist that it's not the y- your skills are literally just coming up with better keywords. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not actual like because because the way the AI artist was kind of trying to counter everybody is like it's not just as easy as pressing buttons i have to think and i have to da, 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 da. yeah and it showed like an ai piece of artwork from like 2016 compared to like now yeah, and the yeah it looks yeah the supergirl <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah 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 that's right uh it looks a little better but it still looks so jarring like yeah. that's the real issue that i have when it comes to ai art and it has that same like shine type of like look to mm-hmm. everything. It's yeah. just it's it's unrealistic. And so when it comes to movies, like uh, I think we talked about it very early on when it came to the strike. There was the beer commercial mm-hmm. with with all AI generated. Imagine that being on a big screen. Yeah. And then, I mean, they also did, uh, what is it, Invasion, Secret Invasion or whatever was the AI intro. Yeah. You know, that looked pretty shitty as well. Uh, it turns out all those Marvel TV shows are pretty shit, uh, according to all the leak that, it, leaks that came out this week. I've had my qualms about a lot of them. There was some really good episodes within each show, but there has been a really big problem with how they write, with how the for some reason disney plus thinks six to eight episodes is enough for a full story mm-hmm. when they leave everything to the last episode so it yeah. feels rushed every single show and that's just not how things happen and like you said with daredevil they were literally halfway done with production with half of the show and they literally scrapped everything yeah that's bad 
Like people are joking around and saying like, oh no, it's the end of the MCU and like rolling their eyes and like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're MCU fans. We understand that MCU can, can do perfect things. And I'm just like, if this was the DCEU, people would just be dog shitting all over it. Yeah. But it's because it's like people have become to think that, you know, Marvel Studios and the MCU are the gold standard. And look, they even fuck up. Mm-hmm. And a majority of people think that a, a lot of the born again stuff was actually done with AI and with mm-hmm. ChatGPT. And, and like they tried to kind of manipulate their way to make what was supposed to be a two season, 18 episode split show mm-hmm. very quickly. And yeah. they just can't do it. I'm glad Daredevil of all shows uh, is failing and wasting a lot of money because there was nothing wrong with the Netflix one. So um, I I've always called bullshit with Kevin Feige's like low key power trip to where he's like, I have to have my hands in everything because he wanted Marvel to never have any like faux pas, any bad, you know, bad movies or bad shows. Netflix, I thought was better than a majority of the stuff we were getting in theaters at the time. And uh, it wasn't technically Marvel, as they will say, when it has references all the time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just think it's stupid to be like, oh, we're going to reuse the same actors, which granted DC is doing that. Re- well, maybe not. Um, but <laughs> like, uh, granted, like they wanted to keep the same actors and use them in their movies for all the multiverse bullshit or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I I seem I, I feel like I'm smarter and smarter every day when I said Endgame, I'm done. Like, I'm done at Endgame, and I will come back when the, the X-Men come into the universe. That's been, what, like four years now, it feels like? Since since you said that, yeah. But I will say they did make the announcement, I think, two weeks ago that they are already, uh, I think, right before the writer strike officially ended, mm. uh, there was trades talking about how uh, they are working towards bringing the X-Men a little bit sooner than they had hoped yeah. and a lot of people think it's because of the uh, lack of confidence they've been having in their disney plus shows and the new era of of marvel in this phase uh five or phase four that hasn't gone well for a, a majority of of the projects yeah yeah no i mean i don't i don't know why they thought they were gonna be able to they just got a little cocky they're like look we just had the greatest fucking superhero film of all time or whatever and we're going to be able to coast for a while. I'm like, no, people want, if you're not going to have the Avengers, people want X-Men. Like, like that, that's the problem with things like the, the movie and TV industry is like, once you peak, mm-hmm. like you cannot go down at all. Like yeah. people expect that quality of TV show or that quality of movie all the way through. Mm-hmm. And if you dip even a little bit, people are just going to be like, what the fuck? What like this is what comes out of Infinity War and all of this stuff. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, but it also depends on like a lot of those creators, too, will like be looking ahead and they're like, oh, we got something better. Like w- w- in between doesn't matter. Or like our next thing's going to be so much better. A la the Game of Thrones people who ended up fucking themselves by not even getting the Star Wars show after all. Yeah. So, like, that was shit, man. That's the biggest thing. But. I don't know, man. It, it does suck uh, that, you know, these negotiations are stalled, but I hope the actors hold out as long as they need to um, because they should get revenue from these streaming services, in my opinion. They should um, have protections against AI, and 
they should just get paid their fair share. Just like everybody else in the world that's not in the entertainment business. Uh, yeah. These big corporations that are making millions of quadrillions of dollars deserve the people that are making them run should be the ones getting paid too. So um, that's that's where that is. Uh, but moving on to the next thing, I guess these things are combined. I don't I don't know why we have a topic that says Aquaman two already a flop. Uh, we've been saying that for a while. What is this new stuff for this? So uh, the the big article, the big variety article, yeah, that came out. Uh, there was a huge headline for it that was like uh it, it brought in the fact that like uh elon musk and, and amber heard were dating and that has like really complicated things with like the production when they were making the film mm-hmm. uh there's still conflicting reports if amber is in the movie like 25 percent of the movie or 50 percent of the movie and whatnot uh but this big article came out uh even saying that like Jason Momoa was drunk during the most of production. And although I, I, I say that, like I, I put the topic like flop already. We have been saying since the trailer that like, Hey, people are saying it's bad, but this looks really freaking good. Yeah. And it just comes to show how like, even just like a really good marketing point, can change the script on how people think. Yeah. And with this trailer, it's like, cause I even saw like a, a new TV spot for Aquaman. Um, still looks pretty good, but with everything I'm hearing, it's just so jarring how vastly two different stories I'm hearing mm-hmm. from this movie. And I think it's very interesting because this is the first time I think we've ever seen something like this. Like, Something looks so because when we hear the bad stuff that happened behind the scenes, we see the bad stuff kind of showing in like the performance and like the TV spots and like, oh, that was kind of cringy or like, oh, that wasn't really well performed. Oh, that was a really stupid scene. Like we see it on the previews and all the trailers and everything else. And this we don't see any of that. So I, I just thought it was very, very crazy how stuff is still coming out about this movie. Yeah, it doesn't help that you have scoopers like a Casey Walsh that's like, well, nobody ever complained about the the graphics. That wasn't the problem. And I'm like, so why don't you fucking say what the problem is? Is it the story? Is that the problem? Like, I, that's what, like, I have grown such a disdain for scoopers because they are so fucking vague. You know what I mean? And it is for clicks and it is to get fucking paid and shit. You know, it's a make to get try to get your bag, but doesn't mean you're not a shithead, you know, for the way you tweet and whatnot. But like, I do think it is kind of just like ridiculous with, um, yeah, the perception does seem very different for Aquaman. And I think it is, I don't know, man, the first movie that is a sequel. Well, I mean, she's, here's the thing. It's the first sequel that we had this year where people don't hate the main actor. Yes. Because yeah. Shazam, Zachary Levi had to open his mouth right before the fucking movie came out and say some dumb shit. So, and that, you know, Shazam already had struggles before that. And then he's over here saying some dumb shit. And, you know, social media is like, oh, he said something dumb. I'm not going to go watch it. And then, obviously, we knew fucking, well, I didn't know. I thought Flash would be fine no matter what. But then Flash had, everybody hated Ezra Miller. So that wasn't going to happen. Then Sholo showed up with Blue Beetle. I think people were just like, Mexican, no. Or they were just like, don't care about that character. So they weren't going to watch it. 
and then you have you know freaking um aquaman which jason momoa is very well liked so if star power is the thing which i want to say we had this conversation a long time ago about star power if jason momoa actually has star power this movie's gonna make money and that'll prove that star power matters so well, it's it's funny to say that because going in depth into this article, it says here, ultimately, the studio never pulled the trigger on firing Heard because her former boyfriend, Elon Musk, had one of his litigators sent a scorching earth letter to Warner Brothers threatening to burn the house down if the actress wasn't brought back to the sequel. Ooh. Yeah. He can't even <laughs> run a social media site. He thinks he's going to be able to get Warner Brothers to bend the knee. Like, what the hell is that going to do? Well, it's, it's funny because, like, Musk, did not respond to a request for comment. And it's just mm -hmm. like, that shouldn't like, again, uh, it shouldn't really put any fear in weather brothers because yeah. I mean, they're, they're refusing to pay all of these fucking actors Doctor. anyway. Yeah. Like firing her. shouldn't have been like any problem. Yeah. Like, cause so I don't think that was the big issue here. I think almost like how you were talking about uh, MCU, and Marvel Studios being, you know, getting a little too big for their britches, I think WB is kind of in the same light, saying, well, Aquaman already made a billion dollars, so we have nothing to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens, man. I don't really know what's going to be going on here. Also, uh, Elon Musk has the money to just put Amber Heard in whatever movie he wants. Like, just start your own studio, fucking make yeah. the movie. Amber Heard's going to be a star. Have her be Mercy from Overwatch, because he's so obsessed with her in that costume so like uh yeah i don't know i don't know but uh moving on from the aquaman 2 flop which I, I don't know man i mean i this year for dc i just feel like i also saw everybody saying with this article because of uh, the next topic we're going to talk about they're gonna be like oh so there's no point to see aquaman that's the biggest thing people are saying after reading this article too because uh, in this same Variety article that had like five headlines come out of it, it felt like, yeah. um, they say that nobody from the Justice League in the DCEU is returning, meaning no Gal Gadot and no uh, Ezra Miller. I'm fine with no Ezra Miller. I do really want Gal to come back, though. But it seems like they're just going to do a clean slate. But they're going to bring back, which is worse for James Gunn, in my opinion, is because it seems like the only people are coming back are the people that James Gunn has worked with. And people were calling shit. They're like, well, it, it's really weird that he's going to only get rid of Zack Snyder stuff. I'm like, that's not a good look, James. Keep it's, one it, of them. It really isn't. But in the same light, like, again, I think you have to look at it in a business perspective. What worked and what didn't work. Now, the only problem with that is Gal Gadot seemingly worked. Everybody yeah. loved her as Wonder Woman. But unfortunately, Wonder Woman 2 was pretty jarring for a majority of people. Also came out during COVID, though. Also came out during COVID. At the very beginning of most of the U.S. shutdowns. So, like, that was a big thing as well. Uh, and then Jason Momoa. You, you know, $1.5 billion or $1.15 million. I can't remember exactly mm. how much it was. But it, it hit a billion. So. Yeah. Again, people love Jason Momoa. Uh, so much so that a lot of people said, hey, you know what? I'm not a big fan of Fast and Furious, but I'll go see it because of Jason Momoa. Yeah. Like, he put butts in seats. And there's still 
heavy rumors with even this article stating that Jason Momoa will be coming back, but it's Lobo. Yeah. So it's very awkward and puts James in a very weird position when this article is really pressing the matter that no one from the DCEU other than his characters, mm-hmm. Harley Quinn, uh, of course. Uh, uh, well, see, that makes Peacemaker. it weird, too, because Harley Quinn was there before. Yeah. And is this is he really going to get rid of everybody that wasn't a part of it? Because getting rid of Margot Robbie could be the dumbest fucking decision James Gunn makes. Well, and and see, she just had Barbie, so that is her. That's her like her negotiation tool is with like, Warner Brothers, though. That's the thing. Yeah. So, like, I don't see that they. I don't think they let her go. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, and apparently she's making another movie with Ryan Gosling. So, like. Oh, really? Yeah, they got some love story. I forget what it is. It's tied to like a big franchise, I think. But it's like some love story before whatever. This is going to be like their fourth movie together or some shit like that. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Crazy, uh, crazy stuff. But I don't know. It's just really weird. Like, I feel like every time James Gunn puts out some clarification, there's a big contradiction that comes out with it. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, fucking clarify this gun. Like, clarify this fucking article. And I didn't see anybody saying, like, well, this is what he said about the article. I feel like he's just kind of like, and, eh. and that's what a lot of people are saying, though. I, I've seen a lot of people go back to what James said. If it doesn't come from him, mm-hmm. it's bullshit. Yeah. And he hasn't said anything yet. And again, he has said he's not sharing any information until the strikes are over. Yeah. And right now, the strikes have hit a pretty big snag with the CEOs not wanting anything to do with SAG after after they declined a really horrible deal. So yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So possibly no gal. And then now it now here's the thing. Because if you get rid of Gal, right? If you get rid of her, there's gonna be swirling rumors of who's gonna be the new Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And it, I I feel like if James Gunn is going to pull somebody he's worked with before, you got who? Um, what's her What's her name that plays Gamora? Uh, oh, uh, Zoe Zaldana? Yeah. I feel like that's going to be the front runner. Zoe Zaldana will be the front runner for Wonder Woman. Uh, would be crazy if he if he were to cast uh, Mantis's actor, uh, Palm, Palmo? I forget her name. Yeah. Um, it, that would be a crazy, interesting thing. But I feel like, obviously, we, we always have the, the race talk when it comes to casting. If they cast a black woman for Wonder Woman, people are like, why is she not fucking Nubia? Why the fuck are you going to just automatically recast Wonder Woman for nothing when Nubia is right there? Which yeah. is, I think it's a fair point because they're, they're starting to boost Nubia in the comics. Yeah, And sure. like just fucking bring her into the – just make her like her sidekick or her partner or something like that. Like, yeah. But I do feel like that's automatically going to happen if they do, do that casting. So. I think I think Nubia will be a part of James Gunn DCU anyway because he's wanting to focus a lot on Wonder Woman's mythos. Yeah. So I think he will be introducing a lot of those side characters in the Wonder Woman universe uh with Paradise Lost as well. Uh and he's very interested in an animated series for Wonder Woman. Yeah. So I think we're going to get a lot of those characters. Um so if he does cast uh, a black woman, I wouldn't be surprised cuz at some points uh prior to new 52 Mm -hmm. uh you know post infinite crisis you know pre uh final crisis uh 
Nubia was Wonder Woman for some time. Yeah. So I, I, I think it could still work. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't think I feel like, unfortunately, obviously, because I don't I don't mind the, the race swap stuff. But you're starting a new universe. The last thing you need to start off is with a bad press. Right. And like mm. you already have people that hate you for everything. And it's just like that's why I would just keep Gal. I'd be like, just keep her. Like, there are people that love her already. Don't even fucking mess. Because, like, Wonder Woman is going to be the most controversial casting, in my opinion. Well, I mean, there was a there was a lot of controversy with Gal being Wonder Woman. If if you remember, there was the oh she has no chest. Mm-hmm. Oh she's too thin. Oh, uh, she's she's not white. Like there was all of these. From my understanding, she is white. I I I so like I don't I don't know how it goes, but I've heard people say that she technically is because her family changed their name, and like her her like I don't know if like she's actually like part Jewish or not. Like I don't know. I've heard if you look into like Gal's history, apparently she had a name. Her family changed their name. Hmm. So like she doesn't look white though. No, and so, she doesn't sound white. Like that's yeah. The thing. So, I, she well, I mean, she's from just from overseas. a different part of the country. So yeah. like I mean, you could have you know black, white, Asian people have British accents, you know, stuff like that. True, like, true, know, it's very kind true. Of stuff like that. Granted, not saying but, British people are all white, but, but I mean, know. the prop, the real problem with DC overall mm-hmm. is that every casting has been controversial. There has never been a casting Fair. that was like, that's it. Like, uh, did Momoa the, get shit talked on him? I don't think Momoa had a problem because nobody gave a shit about Aquaman. Well, there was still, I mean, you still had the bigots and the racists being like, why isn't he white? Like, Aquaman mm-hmm. has blonde hair, like all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jason Momoa has dramatically changed the way people look at Aquaman. Um, they make people but, care about Aquaman. <laughs> besides exactly. comic book fans like you know that actually like aquaman yeah he, he and then you have, on the map. uh you have miller who was casted literally i think the day after the pilot of the tv show and people mm-hmm. were pissed off like there was two gonna be two different flashes uh then you well actually yeah because that was even before uh bbs and then you have uh ben affleck again that every was Bat- that was huge yeah that was every huge. batman has been almost controversial um superman uh i don't i don't remember anybody talking anything about superman really no who was who was talking shit about superman everybody's like oh we're getting a superman film you know that's true i have to i would have to go back to see if there was any controversy and nobody gave a fuck about ray fisher let's be real nobody gave a fuck about cyborg nobody was complaining no. about cyborg. nobody was complaining about cyborg that's true so um, like I don't know. I Gal think, Gadot, the only thing I remember is the chess thing. That's the only thing I remember. I think, I honestly, the only castings that I remember being, like, on point for people, mm-hmm. Viola Davis yeah. for Amanda Waller, and Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I think that was... I think people still like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I don't... Because uh, Will people Smith like is Deadshot. Deadshot. Yeah. I, I think that was a little controversial, though. You think so? I don't remember hearing people complain about that. I, was... I remember people complaining about the costume. Oh, not that's the true. casting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the the eyesight is on the wrong face or on the wrong side of the helmet, but yeah. it's because Will Smith does it that way, like that's how he shoots or whatever. Yeah. So he was like, it didn't make sense for it to be on the opposite side when that's not how I do it. I'm, you're an actor, Will, but I'm just saying, all right. Um, yeah. but like, yeah, so 
they had to hey they had to change it up but yeah i don't know i do think i do think still that would be the thing because people it, it would be a woman and they're black and people would just complain the most it's just because that's how the internet is right yeah um but i also think it's like i do think it's one of those things because i've said this before too i'm like they were right there. When we talked about the birds of prey thing, if they just moved them all around, they could have been like their characters. All of them could have been perfect. <laughs> and they were like, no, let's just, just for the sake of it, we're going to switch them all around. Like they were, they could have all played, I think the exact same characters too. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just sometimes I, I'm totally cool with it, but sometimes I'm like, that, that wasn't necessary. Like you just did that because you wanted to do that. <laughs> like, I think it is kind of silly at times. But um, we'll see. We'll see what happens again until Gunn says it. You know, it is what it is. Uh, I would bring back Gal because I feel like she's already got the star power. People already like her. And I thought she was a good Wonder Woman. Because here's the thing. The thing you risk is, granted, if people don't like Gal right now, that's totally fine. They were never going to like her. If you bring in somebody else and they're not great or they don't give off the vibe of Wonder Woman, then you got the people that already like Gal are going to hate them. And then the yeah. other people that hate Gal are be like, oh, this one sucks too. And then what do you do? Yeah. You have a Wonder Woman that's fucking everybody dislikes. Because it, name me an actress that can come in right now that's going to kill Wonder Woman. I was literally about to ask you the same thing. Oh. Uh, you know? Well, of course, you have to consider, like, who is big right now? That's going to be the people that are going to draw the most attention. That's what the studio is going to be looking after. Um, shit, man. I let's see. I, I couldn't name anybody off the top of my head. Uh, because you got to remember, Wonder Woman has got to be like, uh, I don't know. See, Gal, I feel like she played the part of being like a badass at times when people are going to be like, no, because in BVS, she looks like a badass when she shows up. She's very like stern, she looks great, and not saying that nobody else can do that. But I just feel like she did that really well. Like, I just topped in type top actresses right now. I got uh, Meryl Streep. If you're going to have her as Wonder Woman, she's the top one. We got Jennifer Lawrence. We got Natalie Portman, Sandra Bullock, Scarlett Johansson, Anne Hathaway, Angelina Jolie, Julia Roberts, Kate Beck, uh, Blanchett, Kate Winslet, Kara Knightley, Charlize Theron, and then, well, Marilyn Monroe can't play Wonder Woman because she's dead um but yeah i don't know those are a lot of the top people that are popping up as the top actresses i think a lot of those women age out of wonder woman and that's so, the one crazy thing about gal too is like she's what in her 40s or something like that and she looks so young yeah she does so i went ahead and typed in uh what do other people uh i, I was looking into who other people are thinking of yeah. when it comes to the casting of wonder woman we have, of course, everybody's favorite choice, Alexandra Daddario. No, uh, she's she she has a baby face. I'm sorry, she is way too young. Yeah, um, it's the also the blue eyes are just too piercing. Yeah, yeah. So no, uh, I, I knew that was I gonna could, be the first. I can see Alexandra as Donna. I would pick her if they're not gonna go Latina for Zatanna. I would go Daddario for Zatanna. Yeah. So um there is Jamie Alexander. If you know her, uh you should know her from Thor. She played Lady Sif. Uh, she was the only other person I thought would be logical. Yeah. But she's getting uh, up there in age too, I think, isn't she? She's probably like yes. in her forties. Yeah. Yeah. Uh there's Grace Caroline Curry, uh, uh aka uh freaking uh uh, uh Mary Marple. 
Uh, I don't know who that is. Oh, the Mary oldest. Marble. Yeah. Oh, the only she's now she's got to stay. She's she's the only person that should come back from Shazam. There is uh, Ana de Armas. No, no. Uh, Again, everybody has got such a hard on for her. I think she's beautiful, mm -hmm. but no. Then after that, we have uh, Kobe Smolders was actually a fan casting for the first Wonder Woman. Um, no, but, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't of, go with her. Uh, uh, Robin from How I Met Your Mother. Then we have, I don't know why, but Daisy Ridley is here. <laughs> Ray okay. Skywalker. All right. Um, uh, let's see. Um, I'm just like going through the list of the top women right now, and I just don't know who you're going to put. put. Uh, Elizabeth uh, Gillis, uh, of course, from Victorious. She played. Uh, oh, um, uh, Jade. Yeah, Jade. Um, I mean, she got the bitchy thing down. That would be interesting <laughs> if she needs to like beat somebody's ass. Um, yeah, I don't know if she'd be Wonder Woman, though. She was Catwoman's voice actor in the anime. So yeah, and then the last two are Megan Fox and Scarlett Johansson. No. Mm, Scarlett, if she was never it one, if she dyed her hair, and if she was never Black Widow, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just looking through like all of the top people right now, and I, I think you'd have to go with somebody new. Um, yeah, I really do think so because I just don't know anybody else that's gonna come in here and just be wonder woman and that's the thing too right gal was fairly new she was in fast and the furious and that was about it yeah you know and so uh i think that's what you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to bring in somebody that people probably don't know so they don't really have anything to say because i think if you bring in any other big star they're gonna be like i know probably the moment they confirm gal's not coming back everybody fan cast zendaya that's going to be a huge fan cast, I think. You think so? Yeah. Dude, I'm reading this other list. You're going to love uh, their number one pick, mm -hmm. Katie Cassidy. Ugh, disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Has she been in anything else? I think she's done a couple of, like, small series, like, limited series stuff. Is she I doing, like, the she's police been... shows? Yeah, I, I don't think she's been... Uh, any bigger than what she was in uh, in the Arrowverse. Yeah, I'm so glad they never did that Birds of Prey show or whatever the hell it was going to be. Um, the Canaries. Like, ugh. Anyways, uh, moving on from that news, ladies and gentlemen. Clay, what is this New York Comic Con Gotham City Confidential Panel? What is this? Yes, so uh, I did get a schedule from DC. Uh, it says DC announces New York Comic Con panels, teases, announcements, and more. So on Saturday, October 14th, uh, it, so it does seem like uh, New York Comic Con is going to be the exact same weekend, weekend as TwitchCon. Uh, but it says here Saturday, October 14th from 4.30 Eastern Standard Time to 5.30 Eastern Standard Time. There is going to be a panel for the Gotham City, like basically Bat-centric panel it says whether it is a part of the past present or future gotham city has been the backdrop from some of the greatest stories in dc history featuring batman his allies his foes panelists include jason aaron rafael grandpa teeny howard george jimenez joe quinones christian ward uh g willow wilson and chip sadarsky 
So we can possibly hear uh, some new things that are coming out of the Bat books in comics. So uh, I just wanted to highlight it uh, because it might be a heavy comic news week that that week. Yeah, I completely uh, forgot. Um, or I, I follow George on Instagram just to kind of keep up with the art and stuff. And uh, I was wondering why there was so many photos of him and Chip and everybody in New York. So it totally makes sense. Um, yeah, next week's podcast will be a little early or it'll be early for us recording. It won't necessarily come out early, but uh, I will be at TwitchCon, so I will not be able to record on our normal day. So uh, next week's uh, stuff might be a little thin. Um, depending on what news comes out in the next yeah. week or so. But uh, so, yeah, keep an eye out for that. We might have a bunch of stuff right now, to be honest, though. Like, what could they announce that would be exciting? Chip Zdarsky leaving the book? Like, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure there will be some announcements. Uh, of course, uh, they're already announced the Harley Quinn Batgirl thing, but I'm sure news about that can come out um i don't know man like they're uh i'm sure uh if they're wanting to write a book about trinity why Mm. not write a book about damien being batman have you seen did you read that batman and robin do we really want a damien book (laughs) we saw robin robin wasn't that great either in my opinion he had that one good issue maybe two so like it depends on who's writing it yeah you know what I mean? I just I I'm gonna say it. I'm not the biggest Williamson fan. Like Oh no, I I am I am not either. Uh you know, we we've always talked about how uh, he's a hit or miss, but he definitely doesn't know how to end a book and we will be talking about it later in this podcast. Yeah. Uh he is he is really fallen pretty low on my list of writers. Yeah, his um I feel like he doesn't know the characters at all. And yeah. the dialogue is atrocious. Uh, but we'll be talking about Batman and Robin here in a bit. Uh, but I think that is all we got for the topics, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be moving on to viewer questions. And we did send these out a little earlier this week. Um, so first off, we have a few in Discord. Uh, we have Charlie that says, Do you think the Justice League could thrive in an anime slash manga universe as they are? Well, this has been done. And... Um, was it did they thrive i would say not no not really um the are you talking about the batman and the justice league book it was that one that i bought at barnes and noble that one time yeah there's only three volumes volumes. there's only three volumes it uh it didn't continue after that um and it's 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 weird how you say as they are Uh, currently in comics there is no justice league um and in the movies, uh, there is currently no Justice League. Yeah. Uh, but I think that if WB, because we, we, it was a surprise to us knowing that WB had a anime studio yeah. in Japan. Like it was a yeah. big thing for us to find that out. If they were to shift a lot of their focus and be like, hey, we want to have these characters in an anime setting leading up to a justice league in anime Mm -hmm. format um i could see that i could see them having individual shows and then keeping the justice league stuff to movies and make them some sort of like fathom events like uh demon slayer does uh and everything else uh in theaters 
I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, the characters, it would be, uh, well, you have Superman. Uh, my my adventures with Superman has done very well, and mm-hmm. I'm sure they are just waiting for these strikes to end to confirm for a season two. Um, you know, we are waiting for the Suicide Squad Isekai, but that looks great, surprisingly. Yeah. So I think we just have to see a little bit more from those for WB or now DC Studios to feel comfortable with saying, hey, let's do more of these, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you would think that uh, WB would be all over the anime thing with uh, not wanting to pay people. I mean, it's really known for Japanese studios for not paying well. So you think, you know, DC would be like, yeah, let's do that um but i don't know we'll see how if the i think if the isekai uh harley quinn and whatnot is going to be real if it's well received uh i do think people will maybe maybe we will see more stuff like that i'm i'm genuinely shocked that they haven't done an anime batman like they've done the like the what was it batman Batman uh, oh is it ninja yeah that one was very anime i mean the transform all these monkeys transformed into a big old thing like it was crazy um so yeah i don't know I could the Justice League thrive? Sure. Like, I mean, but they haven't. I mean, the translation hasn't happened really well because it's the same thing. Like if you were to take, let's say, My Hero Academia or Dragon Ball Z and try to write it in a Western style, would it work? Probably not. Probably not. I think the closest thing that would work is My Hero Academia because the writer of My Hero Academia has already said his biggest influence was X-Men. Mm, like, okay. He, yeah, it is he superhero talked about based how too. he, he did talk about how like Western comics, uh, superhero comics basically inspired him to make my hair academia. Yeah. So that would be the one that would probably thrive. Um, but Dragon Ball Z, hell no. no. Like, do, no. You, do you remember Dragon Ball Z evolution? Hell yeah. no. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't actually, because I never watched it. Uh, I saw like I saw the one clip of Roshi like finding a porno mag or something like that, and like freaking out. And I'm like, no, I can't. And then like there was like, didn't there wasn't there like a car scene or some shit like that? Or yeah, like, Goku one of the slid his uh, Goku slid his head across the uh, roof of a car to dodge yeah. somebody's attack and it was just like yeah no that's yeah that's, i just remember bad. i guess it was like bulma or somebody getting out of like a, a tokyo drift kind of car or some shit like that i'm like what is going on here yeah like, I, it was such a horrible movie i've i've often thought about making a video of me watching that for the first time and just having like my reactions to it but um yeah i don't know that'd be something moving on to a uh, bats that says adding on to charlie's question i've recently picked up this batman manga at my tar- uh in my target which i didn't know they sold them at target which is crazy uh have you heard of it which they're talking about batman justice buster which we'll be reviewing later today i was gonna say you clearly haven't been listening yeah. to the comics portion of this yeah podcast, yeah, yeah exposing yourself a little there bats uh yes we have uh i started reading it it's quite interesting and the art is great uh, it could be the start of comic slash manga mashups for the future. Yeah, you kind of just expose yourself there, Bats. We've been covering this since it came out, mm-hmm. along with Joker's manga that we will also be reviewing uh, today. So, uh, yeah, no, that one's solid. Uh, it's a different premise. It, the art is great. 
you know, um, and and it has a big uh, controversial topic in AI. So we're we're yeah. really looking forward to how that's going to uh, come to an end. And it's a quick read, which yeah. if you know, depending on how you feel, as for us, when we have to read like six books or whatever. It is nice to have these manga ones because I'm like, all right, I could blaze through those. Like, those are super yeah. fast. Um, but then you have a bunch of these 40, 50 pagers, and you're just like, ugh. And they're not like the speed of manga where you're just like, oh, yeah, 50 pages, no problem. Exactly. Which, by the way, I'm on, like, chapter, like, 170-something of One Punch Man. Dude, that <laughs> fucking manga is fan-fucking-tastic. Have you read I've it? Been, I've been waiting to get like to start that one because Dude, I'll, I'll, so there's good. a lot of them where i've been like oh it's kind of rumored to end pretty soon so i might as well just wait until it ends yeah. and then i'll just read all of it but i mean there is no rumor of of one punch man stopping. You don't, it doesn't point. need to it doesn't need to dude <laughs> it gets so fucking ridiculous at one point and i'm just like wow and i, I like it's the thing I love about One Punch Man is it starts off as not being serious. Yeah. And so like it continuing to not be serious for like 170 chapters is fucking fantastic. And you would think that a character that could beat anybody in one punch, like how is that interesting? It's like the Superman dilemma, right? Yeah, it's it, it's it's 100 percent the Superman dilemma. Yes. Like, why is he so boring? But it's so good. It's great. I I would read I've I've read more one punch man one punch man than I have Superman. Like I just think it's such a more interesting character because like he's not the golden boy he's just like this dumb normal guy who can beat the shit out of anybody it's fantastic now like, i'm curious because again i haven't read the manga so i just yeah. want to ask you this quick question uh for a lot of the first two seasons i think yeah. three seasons is it has it been three seasons already no the two? three they announced season three a year ago and we still haven't got anything oh that's so. right that's right that's right so for the first two seasons there's still a lot of people that just underestimate him and don't have any clue that he's a bumbling idiot and yeah. don't know how much power he has is it still that way 170 chapters <laughs> it's because they do it so well because they have this other character which I think he's he's been introduced in the show. So if you've seen season two, it's not spoilers. His name is King, and he's known as the second best hero. He's like in... the Hercule. Yes, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Everybody thinks he's the greatest, but he's just like a, a little bitch. And he's like, I'm so scared. Yeah, His heart yeah, yeah, beats yeah, yeah, yeah. so loud, they call it the King Engine. And they're like, oh my God, the King Engine's revving up. And he just so happens to always be around when Saitama beats a, a monster. Yeah. And so like King gets a bigger presence in the book. And it's just kind of like that. And That's everybody awesome. thinks like it's insane. They're like, oh my God, King can beat everybody by just staring at him. Like, it's just like so ridiculous. I fucking love it, dude. Like they go intergalactic at one point and it's just. That's awesome. Dude, I literally laughed at a page turn and I was like, wow. Like it's, oh, it's so fucking fantastic. I would love to have you know more stuff like that in with dc comics you know because mm -hmm. i will say i think the only time i'm ever laughing at comics is reading harley quinn red uh white black and red or whatever it's called uh yeah. that's the only time that i'm like oh this is perfect you know what i mean but i don't really laugh at comics too much you know they're usually more serious they're more like straightforward 
And I think that's why I enjoy reading manga is because I don't take it seriously. And I think that's why I like the ridiculousness of it. But I, I enjoy both mediums, but it's just I've been blazing through One Punch Man. Uh, yeah. Moving on to uh, Arwicks. Uh, who is your cursed casting for DCEU Rogues, uh, DCU Rogues Gallery for Batman? Cursed casting, so bad actors or people you just would not see. Anything, it, it, uh, Seth Rogen casts anybody uh, is the most cursed casting for Batman Rogues. I feel like if he's going to be anybody, he's going to be Professor Pig, though. Behind the left, <laughs> behind the fucking, you know, Fuck, pig dude. mask. Um, I would go... You know who I want to see? It would be a cursed casting, but I think it would be hilarious because of the work he's gotten done. Zach Efron as Scarface. Because he got that big mm. old jaw implant <laughs> or whatever. Dude, have you seen the trailer the for bon Eric's, The Iron Claw? Yeah, I want to go see that. Yeah, yeah it looks great. He looks be... great. He yeah. doesn't look like Zach Efron. No, he doesn't. But no. dude, he is huge now. Yeah, Holy yeah he's pointed out. I mean, I'd expect yeah. him to be. Um, which was a lot of those wrestlers were back in the day. So, yeah. you know, that looks like a, it's going to be a great movie. Um, but he just looks so weird with the the jaw implants or fillers or whatever they're called. He says it was an accident. I'm going to take him for his word. But I saw a medical professional video on it and they were like, that's rare if a fall or something does that much change to your jawline. Like, it's just yeah. not. And it a fall usually doesn't make your face more symmetrical. So like he was like, so <laughs> oh, it's like gonna, a perfect accident. Yeah, Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it just made him look more square jaw. That's crazy. Um, so you know, but hey, if if medical stuff makes people feel better about themselves, I'm all for it. So let people be themselves. Um, but him as Scarface would be wild because he's got like that puppety face now. I feel like yeah. Um. I would go, uh, you know, like a curse cast. I don't, I don't know this actor's name, but if you've, he was real. I'm trying to think of what show he was on, but he, he's always kind of like a flamboyant type of character. He is Penny's sis brother in the big bang theory. Um, so like if you were to type it in and this is, I don't know this actor's name, but just put in Penny's brother in the Big Bang Theory. And that actor as like Scarecrow or that actor as anybody serious, I, I would be like, that's cursed. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 oh, Does his name there? Uh, I don't know his name. So, Jack McBriar? Yeah, I guess. He's he was in, on uh, was it 30 uh, Rock. 30 Rock, yeah. Yeah, he was like the assistant or something in 30 Rock, right? Yeah, yeah, he's got a very unique uh, face and whatnot, and and I just feel like him as any kind of villain. Although, I feel like he could probably play a really good, creepy, sadistic villain, but I've never seen him in that role. He's always, like, the quirky, funny guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, him as anything serious, I think, would be cursed, but could be one of those things where it's, like, you know, like uh, Heath Ledger, you know, kind of. You're just shocked so, by it. So here's here's my question for you. Who's your curse casting for Catwoman? Uh, so it'd be, I'm trying to think because like I feel like there's people that I wouldn't cast, but people would love like Rihanna. Like a lot of people would be like, oh, Rihanna as Catwoman. I'm like, Rihanna, Rihanna got a lot of junk in the trunk. How is she going to be getting into like these tight spaces like Catwoman's supposed to be? You know what I mean? Um, but like curse casting, 
Uh, dude, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, um, you know what? Victoria Justice's sister in Victorious. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'd go with her. I saw that one woman show that she put on. And uh, what was it? The Chicago or whatever <laughs> it was called, I think. But yeah, I don't know. That would be my curse casting. Um, I don't really have one, to be honest. I feel like a lot of people could probably be Catwoman if they really tried. Um, I mean, I didn't really like Anne Hathaway, though, to be honest. I like Anne Hathaway. I just didn't like her as Catwoman. You know what? I'm I'm going to say it. I know a lot of people love her for a lot of the new stuff that she's been doing. Um, I didn't like her in Black Widow, but I'm going to say curse casting for Catwoman would be Florence, uh, Florence Pugh. Mm, interesting, interesting. I heard she's up for something else, too. Um, I don't know what else. She, I think, oh, I, I heard it recently, too uh a pretty big role i think it was uh something with disney oh uh, uh rapunzel mm. they're doing a live action oh yeah 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 interesting yeah i don't know well uh i could see that being a curse casting a lot of people uh constantly talk just about her in oppenheimer they're like they just bring her up all the time um which if you saw oppenheimer you know why but, like, I don't know. I don't think she was, like, I feel like you could have put anybody in that role for Oppenheimer, and they would have done the same thing. Like, so, yeah, I would say, like, I don't know. I don't, she doesn't wow I, me in anything. It's it's so funny because I did Florence, I typed in Florence Pugh in Google, and one of the first things is fan casting Florence Pugh as Catwoman in the DCEU reboot. Of course. <laughs> Uh, I would still go, granted, I think you'd have the Gal Gadot problem where people are like, she can't act. Uh, I still go um, Isa Gonzalez as Catwoman, to be honest. Yeah. I think she's still great. Uh, this just came in from Raphael uh, from Greg Smallwood says, just announced I'm writing and drawing a Batman the Barbarian six-issue series as part of the returning DCU Elseworlds imprint. So... Hmm. Interesting. Um, the I will always call this out. Super pissed that Greg Capullo made that amazing axe wielding Batman, and we never fucking and saw. And we never got it. I'm so pissed. <laughs> like I thought that was gonna be like the badass Batman in that series, and nothing ever came from it. Oh, we're gonna give you a Batman with guns. <laughs> I was like, I see that all the time um all right moving on from that i think is i don't know if that was everything we had i think we had a couple more we had that? two more uh from uh well yeah two more one from Raphael and one from king Raphael says uh for juice what do you think happened to fanboy play the <laughs> yeah. car mix thing was something shocking yeah <laughs> i hate you guys i hate you guys so, so so as you guys might know, uh, Clay has been doing long form videos on the channel. If you guys haven't, you should go subscribe. We just crossed. I think we're at 300 subscribers right now trying to get yeah. to 500. So go hit that subscribe button on YouTube. But uh, Clay will usually be like, yo, check out this video. I'll like usually review the videos and, uh, you know, see if there's anything that needs to be changed. And what the start of the first one or the last video that just came out. He says, uh, Batman, something along the worlds of like, there's been many Batman in DC comics. Well, 
I was like, yo, you just said DC Karmics. And he was like, I don't hear it. And I'm like, no, you you clearly say DC Karmics. And I was, and was I was like, you know, like maybe I'm congested and like it yeah. sounds a little nasally, but I definitely don't hear Karmics. Yeah. And Abby, she was like, okay, play it. Okay, turn up the sound. Play it. Okay, say it yourself. Okay, play it again. Okay, play it on yeah. this thing. I was like, just tell me if I said it or not. She's yeah. like, I could see the argument. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, how about we put it in Discord and let's everybody else hear? Because it's not like I super care. It's The reason was you said it at the start of the video. And I'm yeah. like, if this would have happened midway, I wouldn't have gave a shit. But it's literally like in the first five seconds. And so I was all like, let's put it in Discord. And everybody's like, I hear Carmix. I hear Carmix. I hear Carmix. And, and then I made a little meme of uh, DC Carmix. And I had all the Batmobiles at a CarMax um, for Clay. Um, but yeah, it was uh, just a random little thing. But I think he's fine. Uh, we cleared it up. But uh, I just, I was listening to it. I was like, how do you not hear that? That is so wild. Um, but yeah, moving on to King. He says, with no, uh, with no more of the original cast, do you see it as a good thing or a bad thing for James Gunn's DCU? Um, I've always said they should have done a fresh restart, but yeah. I do think, I don't know. I, I we kind of already talked about it. I think Gal would be the one you would carry over out of all of them, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and as far as it being a good thing or a bad thing for James Gunn, DCU, um, we have to wait and see. Um, he says that there will be an explanation for his characters still being yeah. in the DCU. Um, compared to it being a full reboot with uh, none of the original characters. So I think we have to wait for that explanation to really feel like, come on gun. Like this is this kind of bullshit. Like, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause if he just throws something willy nilly out there, like people are going to complain. I will call bullshit. If the characters that stay over were in like a time vortex when, uh, Ezra Miller's Flash did something. Yeah. And that's why they're back. They because, were protected in yeah, some capacity. Because that wouldn't, oh, that still wouldn't change that there's not a Peacemaker on that world and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless Peacemaker goes and finds himself and kills himself. If that's the whole mission of season yeah. two of Peacemaker, it's like, fuck, the only way we're going to survive this is if we kill our counterparts. Yeah. And then one of them won't kill themselves and they get killed and there's like they got to coexist with the new one. I would fucking hate that. <laughs> like because I just wrote it all in my brain. I'm like, if you thought of it that quick and you didn't think about anything like, yeah, I hope he doesn't have a shitty explanation for it because uh, that feels very like MCU ish or DC like TV kind of. Thing. Yeah, I just don't want that. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll definitely have to wait and see. Uh, moving on to the questions we have over on the YouTube. Uh, Drew says, by deconstruct, and this is from last week, uh, I mean that I'm tired of break, I'm tired of breaking the bat or making him come back, like Morrison and King, which I love both runs, uh, JT3 and now Chip. Uh, how many times is it going to take to get away? Uh, how many times is it going to take? Are we going to take everything away and watch him come back? Uh, also, Cami Garcia is one of the nicest people I've ever met. I think uh, it was her first signing ever at the DC booth. Uh, well, I'm glad Cami Garcia is nice. Um, I still think she should write some Batman. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, 
this is the same thing with Penguin and a lot of other generic characters, right? Like they fall to the bottom and they climb back up. It's because it's the same story you hear over and over. Now, this is fine. That that type of story is totally fine when it's brand new characters doing it. You know, like it's, yeah. we, we talked about this before. Anime follows the same fucking structure. Mongo follows, you know, downtrodden character that has like untapped potential but nobody likes them or they're an outcast and then they get friends over time and they become the greatest hero and they save the universe. You know what I mean? That's just the same fucking story every single time. Um, but it works for a lot of different ones. If it's cool enough, it's got a cool concept, you know, cool world. Um, but yeah, when you see Batman go through it 50 times, like you kind of get over it and you're just like, I don't really care. Now, granted, King did do it when it had been done before, but he did it in a totally different way. Yeah. You know, so it works there. Um, whereas like, you know, Tynan and fucking Chip, Tynan, ha he was trying to do something, but it felt like, oh, I'm only trying to build to this Joker war. war. And then after that, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. You know, and Chip is just like, I'm just going to praise fucking Grant Morrison my whole run. And it's like, OK, you know, and I'm going to do everything from my Daredevil run and and this idea of how he says i'm tired of uh of the breaking of the bat uh of the bat and you know bringing him back to to full capacity and whatnot i think what we need now more than ever is just to see him rise and kind of plateau at his peak for a while mm -hmm. like i think that's okay like Yes, there still needs to be controversy. Any good writer can keep a controversy with still having a badass character. Yeah. Um, because you're always gonna have those moments where your good guy is going to be distraughted by a, a horrible event or something. Like mm -hmm. you need conflict with these characters. Um breaking the bet entirely is getting kind of tiresome and, and yeah. kind of boring. Um, unless you're legitimately going to kill Bruce Wayne, which I don't think they're going to do anytime soon. Uh, I think that should just go away as much as we think the Joker should go away. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, and like, and they can never kill Bruce Wayne, right? Like they always do some bullshit, a future, you know, Oh, he died, but Oh no, he's actually been alive this whole time. He's been on this train. Um, mm -hmm. like we, we've seen it a million times because they're just too scared to do it. Right. They, they yeah. talk about all this new shit and we want to go in a new direction, but they're too scared to do what they need to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause they know it's going to, it's going to kill off a fan base. They know exactly that's what it is, but I don't think you can do those kind of things without, um, having a plan for the future. And I don't think DC has that. Um, but I, I agree. I think the fucking Batman falling and coming back and doing all that kind of shit is boring, but it sucks because, People also love that iconic part of Batman is the like he he always gets back up. You know, he fucking doesn't matter how bad it is. Batman will always find a way. People love that. But I think, you know, I think DC just or maybe it's writers. Maybe it's not even DC because I think DC is just like, all right, go ahead and write it. Um, I think writers just feel like they're like, oh, this is what, you know, so and so did. So let me just do my version of that. And it's like, no, you should come up with your own concept and like do something well. Because if you tell me a good Scarecrow story or a good Two-Face story, I'm just going to think that's a good Two-Face story. Like, it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't need to be like Batman falling all the way down. Like, 
you know, you just show me that you bested Batman in some way. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, all right, how's Batman going to beat this now? And that's all you got to do. You don't need Batman to fucking get all his money taken away and be poor and do all this kind of shit. Like, that doesn't matter. Like, Batman, again, if I know Batman, he's going to find a way. He doesn't need money, right? He'll fucking get, like, a trash can bin and make some battering out of it or some shit. Like, it doesn't matter. But, yeah, I don't know. I think that is very tiresome. Um, what I think is we just need less Batman in general, you know? Yeah. We yeah, need, I think uh, numbering his books... Um, and even with the limited runs that like we're, we're, we did enjoy the first book of Batman Gargoyle, mm -hmm. but keep those far and in between. Yeah. Um, and, and make them like, okay, this is a special thing because we don't get very much limited series for Batman. Here's your, your, your one of three in the entire year, you know? Yeah. Uh, or even less than that. Yeah. But I mean, it was funny. We just announced the Batman barbarian thing. Um, but I, I think I would go as far as maybe, maybe you only start giving out one Batman book and we kind of end detective or end the Batman run. You know what I mean? I have always said that detective needs to be a rotating cast. So, uh, instead of it being a solely Batman book, give it to Martian Manhunter, give it to Give it to uh Batman. Oh, rotating cast of characters? I thought you yeah. meant writers. No, I mean I mean I mean characters. Like give it to Martian Manhunter because he's a detective. Give it to Batgirl. Give it to uh 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 the question. Like if... I just don't think you can do that at this point because there's been over a thousand issues that are Batman. You know what I mean? What I think you can do is you push detective to being one shot stories. And you just bring in new writers every time. It's just a detective story. And maybe you get a detective story the last six issues and you give it to one writer. And you're all right, next writer. It has to be a detective story. And you just do that. And you know what? That should be the first experiment in only doing graphic novels. Yeah. You know? That could work. You know, you just you drop them in volumes. If people want to read week to week, hey, we have this DC app over here that you can subscribe to and read them week to week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know why DC is so scared of that model. I don't know. I don't understand it. I think it would work. It, it, you have to put money behind it. You have to promote it. You know, you have yeah. to be like, oh, yeah, we're getting this kind of stuff. It's going to come out this way. Uh, you speed up production of it. You know, I don't know how long it takes from like the end of the six chapter. I don't know how many chapters come in a volume for manga. I don't know if it's 10. Uh, or anywhere from five to seven. So, yeah, I don't know if like the moment that seventh chapter is done if it's already in print, like it's going to print or like, I don't know how that works. Like, I don't know the time frame from Shonen Jump app to volume out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, um, you know, I would kind of keep that same kind of model. Um, but I don't know. I don't know why they're scared to do it. It's not like they're making Buku bucks right now. Like do yeah. something different. I just think it's everything's cleaner, man. Everything's cleaner sitting on a shelf over here uh, opposed to in a box that nobody can see. You know, because I feel like somebody can come into my room and be like, oh, what's this? And just pull it off the shelf and look at it. And like, it's kind of cool. Nobody's exactly. doing it on my boxes. I'm like, hey, get the fuck out of my boxes. What are you doing? Like, yeah. you know, so it's just like, I don't know. We'll we'll see how that is. Uh, moving on to Nathan, who says, uh, what Batman story sounds most interesting? Grey Ghost teaching a kid Bruce Wayne how to be a vigilante to take down a young ventriloquist. Red Hood forming his own anti-hero team called uh street justice league with guys like godspeed black adam etc 
Black Adam wouldn't team with any of those jabronis. Um, Alfred and Jim go on vacation cruise that gets hijacked. I'm the captain now style and must use their wits to stop them. Give me an old man, Alfred and Jim being the heroes of a story on a cruise. I'm down. I, out of all of these three, I really like the last one. It's Um, stories like that. That would be interesting. And, and the thing is, we say story, not story yeah. arc. We don't yes. need a full like, hey, this is going to be its own solo series and it's going to be the adventures of Alfred and Jim. Yeah, we don't need that. We need one story about this time where Alfred and Jim happen to be on the same vacational cruise ship and they are the ones to save everybody. Yeah. 30 pages. Maybe get 40 or 50. I don't care. Yeah. Just one story, though. And that's it. Boom. Like. I don't and not everything has to be a series, you know what I mean? And if it's you know what, if people like it enough, then maybe they like the writer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you know what, maybe what you start doing now is a lot of people they don't I don't think they do this in comics anymore. I have to verify. They don't do like writer bios anymore or like artist bios, like a page in the back that's like, Oh, did you like this artist? Do you like this writer? They also did this kind of stuff. I don't think I see those yeah, much not anymore. anymore. No. Manga does them at the back. Like the back yeah. room, you have to have like who did what or whatever. Uh, which is kind of cool. Or they have like, oh, check out our other stuff, which, you know, comics do that too. But comics do it in this big fucking like, look at this big old print. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Middle um, of the freaking book ads. Like, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I would go Alfred Jim Cruz. Moncray says, if you had uh, the Batman body, money, and resources, uh, what would stop you from being Batman IRL? Um, I could die. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, we have. Um, our city just wouldn't be a great place to be Batman. Uh, no. I don't think. Um, some of those streets are narrow downtown. Just be like you're you're, you're freaking pa- uh, breaking and then turn yeah. and then breaking and turn. Oh, uh, it never uh, worked. The long Batmobile would not work here. Uh, the uh, the parking garages. Uh, oh, I, I don't think I've yeah. ever told you this. Uh, I brought my grandfather's truck one year for alamo city comic-con mm-hmm. um and this was when i was still living in call station so we came down here stayed with my grandparents and then we used his truck to to go there and there's a n- very narrow parking garage right mm-hmm. next to the convention center yeah that we paid for parking and i indented and scraped one side of his truck oh that's tough yeah and we didn't get home until super late so I couldn't even tell him because he was already asleep. So he saw it before I even woke up. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. yeah. I would have called. Been like, it, hey, was, it was the worst. Yeah. Because that's the last thing is like, you go to bed when you fucked up and then they find out and they probably come in screaming at you. And that's the worst way to wake up too. Yeah. So like, yeah, I would have been like, hey, man, I'm just gonna let you know now. So you're not pissed when you see it. I fucked up your truck um but yeah so that that kind of blows but yeah there are some narrow spaces no i mean like i think just give me the batman body and money and i'm good like just give me that <laughs> i'm over six feet now i got a fucking six pack i got abs and everything like i'm just killing i got biceps that are crazy and then i got money that's all i need Fuck man. yeah that's all I, need. I don't need i don't need a batmobile and all this other stuff i don't want to be hanging out at a cave <laughs> like come on now um so yeah, moving on. Uh, Clay says, "What is the most James Gunn type of casting? Chris Pratt as Booster Gold, The Undertaker as Dead Man, Adam Sandler as 
Taki Tani? Taki Tani. You don't know who Taki Tani is? I I want to say I've heard of it, but I don't know them visually. Uh, Jack Black as Gorilla Grodd. Uh, Zoe Zaldana as Cersei. So Taki Tani is the tiger in Shazam, the one that talks. Oh, got you. Um, I mean, the most James Gunn uh, casting is Chris Pratt as as Booster Gold. I mean, I mean, yes, James Gunn can be silly, but he's not going to hire the Undertaker as Dead Man just because he played a Dead Man in WWE. Yeah, you know that I mean? that really the physique also just doesn't work out for yeah. Dead Man. Um, Undertaker just showed up on NXT recently and he can barely walk. So like, yeah, it's not going to happen. Uh, oh yeah, yeah he did. I saw that. I saw that recently. Yeah, yeah he yeah. could barely bounce off the ropes. It was so sad. I was like, dude, go home. Go back. Go back to Texas. Come on. <laughs> go back to retirement. Yeah. Um, uh, Zoe Zel- uh, Zaldana as Circe, I think, is a really cool idea. Um, but Jack Black is Gorilla Grodd. Talk about a cursed casting. <laughs> yeah, I love Jack Black, but not as Gorilla Grodd. Like, I think. Who would Jack Black be as a good? He would be talk, uh, talky Tony. Maybe I think that I would think, make um, sense. that uh, you talked about Seth Rogen earlier. I think he would be Nort or whatever the Green Lantern. Oh my god, dog one. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> that that's uh, Seth Green or Seth Rogen. Seth Green, Seth Green. Who would Seth Green be? Um, is Seth Green the one that did? No, he's not. I get him confused with. Oh, I don't know. Maybe he is the same guy. Is Seth Green Seth... the one that bought the NFTs and it got stolen from him? Did he? There was a. There's an actor that looks like Seth Green. If it's not Seth Green, but they bought NFTs and they made a show out of it, and then somebody stole the NFTs and he couldn't do the show anymore because they stole the NFTs because they that person owned them now. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah it was stupid um the show is stupid too uh but yeah i don't know if it was seth green or not or if it was somebody else it was uh, somebody was really into nfts and like they made a show out of it but i forget Mm -hmm. who it was anyways uh, we got alexis barata that says it's been a while since i read a batman and after browsing the comic shop please explain what the fuck is the difference between future state urban legends dark crisis Future State and Fear Infinite Frontier. Well, they said Future State twice. Oh, no, No, Fear State. Fear State and Infinite Frontier. All right, so here's the lowdown, okay? Future State was a two-month event that literally just threw the characters into the future in a timeline where things were kind of wacky. Some things were cool, some things were bad, and some things were even worse. Um, Urban Legends is literally just an anthology book that no longer is in print. Like, it just stopped. Um, but it was, uh, I think, three to four stories with, and I think more so, Urban Legends is done because uh, Brat- Batman: Brave and the Bold kind of took its place, yeah, um, as like that anthology type of book. Um, but uh, uh, Urban Legends was just three to four stories with Batman characters that uh, that showcased. There was, uh, of course, the Chip Zdarsky story that kind of showcased Red Hood and Batman. There was uh, a book that showcased uh, uh, Ace the Bat Hound. There was stuff with Batman and the Outsiders, uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Dark Crisis was the most recent event that, um, in all honesty, uh, can't remember huge details. All we know is that uh, the Justice League went missing for a while uh, into a 
basically dark void in the multiverse. Uh, Green Arrow had died, and uh, we had a very short time of, of a replacement uh, Justice League where Black Adam did not want to be the leader. Um, and then Fear State is James Tynan's run, uh, which was complete crap. He had the inspiration of anime and manga, and he just didn't do it right. Uh, yeah. It looked nice with George Jimenez uh, drawing everything, but the story was really crappy. And Infinite Frontier is what happened immediately after Snyder's run on Justice League. And it kind of reboots. It rebooted everything to start back up with issue number ones and to uh, kind of get a fresh uh, new look on things. And it, and it kept a continuity that everything mattered and nothing mattered. So writers could literally use old continuity if they wanted to, or they could make up their own if they wanted to. And it's gotten things even more convoluted. But here we are with our current state of comics. Yeah. Um, is is New York Comic Con going on right now? You said during TwitchCon. TwitchCon I, I said during TwitchCon, but I just saw a post that said that today is the first day. So Yeah, okay. Was... That makes sense. Because I was like, why are they going to be in, in New York for a week before? Uh, we just got a big, big drop right now. Raphael posted it uh, in in the chat. We got a whole lineup of uh, the dark stuff that's going to be coming. We got Gotham by Gaslight, the Kryptonian Age, a 12-issue series by Andy Diggle and Leonard, Leonardo Fernandez. I think I said that first name terribly wrong. Uh, I'm not going to go through all these synopsis, but that's uh, art looks interesting. But Kryptonian Age, you can obviously guess what that is. Uh, then we got Batman Barbarian, like we mentioned earlier. Then we have Dark Knights of Steel All Winter, a six-issue series by Jay Kristoff and Terso Cons. Uh, this looks like it is going to be um, Barbarian or like Deathstroke. Viking Deathstroke. Um, I soured on this series, uh, but it's a new writer. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, then we have Green Lantern Dark, which is seven issue series. Uh, then we have uh, Batman Nightfire, a six issue series by Clay and Seth Mann. So that series will take two years to come out. Um, but uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's just read this one. Batman Nightfire sees superstar Clayman unleash in a mind expanding mystery, beautifully counterbalanced with explosive action. And it's unflinching reimagining that sees Bruce Wayne try to rectify a devastating tragedy by traveling to the past. Oh, okay. so it's it's Batman's Flashpoint. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will say I don't like the gauntlets. Uh, they seem very impractical. Um, huge. Yeah, they that seem suit the looks huge. Yeah, they seem the opposite of remember which a suit I actually really like is Wonder Woman's. Um, all like all clothes suit where she's not showing any skin besides like her head where yeah. she is like all red blue and gold like i love that suit but she had like these huge spikes on it to fight with and um people didn't like that suit i I love that suit the spikes i could do without but the the suit in general was great uh then we have dc versus vampires world war v a 12 issue series by matthew rosenberg and otto schmidt so we kind of soured at that ending for the for the series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one it looks like it showcases uh, Harley, Damien. Um, oh shoot, uh, I can't remember her name from uh, from Wildcats. And then 
I don't know who that vampire hunter is. Um, the one in the middle, or the one in all black? She looks like a nun. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who that is. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. It says I just yeah I don't I don't really fucking care because of how some of these stories ended. Like yeah, I, I'll give a shot. You know, Viking uh, Deathstroke. I'll give that a shot. I don't care about vampires. I fucking hate it the way that one ended. Um, same thing with Steel. I don't I don't get why they're so bad endings. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, moving on from that, we have uh, Eduardo de la Cruz that says, Batman, look, Robin's having bat nipples on his suit. It's important for intimidation to ensure uh, there's who would win. Uh, we got Cheetah versus X-23, Gorilla Grodd versus Modoc, Batman versus Juggernaut. Um, Batman. I mean, yeah, he's, he's beat people like that before. Um, I don't know much about Modok, so I can't. I can't. Uh, but he Modoc looks stupid is, in the movie. Well, Modok is literally just a joke character. Like yeah. even in the comics, they kind of just created him. Um, he is taken a little bit more seriously, but over the years, he's become a little bit of a joke. Yeah. Um, because he is a character of the '80s and '90s that looks like a character from the 80s and 90s there's no real way of revamping that character uh so he's just used as like the big head guy Mm -hmm. um so here i think i would honestly say gorilla grad um could easily take him over with telekinesis yeah and cheetah versus x23 uh are we talking about child x23 or are we talking about adult x23 I think we're talking about adult X-23. Yeah. Um, in that case, I'm going to say X-23. Uh, yeah, yeah. She is barbaric, her. man. I would go with her, too. Uh, and then lastly, we got Jason Todd. Just finished up King's Run and noticed moments I wasn't sure were supposed to be funny or just shock value, like Bruce ripping out the urinal, Bane randomly grabbing Batman while naked, or that one line with Joker where Batman says he smiled, and he said, beep, beep. Um, what is your interpretation? Um, the beep, beep one, I'd have to go look at the art. I don't remember what was happening there. Um, the Batman ripping out a urinal doesn't surprise me. I mean, like, I think I've heard stories of pe- people ripping urinals out of walls. Like, mm-hmm. there's a story Cody Rhodes tells about Randy Orton in the WWE, how, like, when they were on the road, he ripped a urinal out of the wall. He's like, hey, Cody, check this out. And he just did it in a hotel room or like in a hotel lobby Whoa. and just ripped it out of the wall and the pipes burst and stuff. So if a human can actually do that, um, I find that believable with Bruce doing that. Um, I don't know the context of it. I don't know who he beat up. I'd have to go back. That that run was a long run. So Yeah, it was a long you know, run. Bane randomly grabbing Batman while he's naked everybody called that out they thought that was kind of weird but bane was in this mindset of like that's his natural form or some shit yeah so. it's it, it, it was i think king also kind of explained that like he is like a natural beast it's not yeah. his venom it's not his suit it's just him yeah just as the barbarian yeah yeah so that is um so yeah i'd have to go back and look at the one-liner you're talking about uh, where batman says he smiled and said beep beep because um was that the elmer fudd issue you know oh it might be you know because if if you read the nightmares issues the nightmare issues were nightmares 
So they're a little weird. They're a little odd. They're they're supposed to be viewed from Batman's perspective. That's the one thing a lot of people don't understand when you read King's Run. It is from Batman's perspective, and you're supposed to be Batman. So you're supposed to de- be disoriented when you're reading Nightmares. Like, that's just kind of how they're supposed to come across. So, uh, yeah, King did a lot of things in there that some people might be, that might be, people might think are weird. But I don't think a lot of, I don't think there was a lot in there that was unintentionally supposed to be what it was supposed to be. You know what I mean? Um, So, yeah, I don't know. um, I don't even know if those things are necessarily shock value, to be honest. Like, shock value would be that, like, Superman killed Batman. (laughs) Like, that's shock value. You know what I mean? And he brought him back instantly, like, the next fucking panel. Um, What else would be shock value that happened in that book? Batman breaking his back and popping it back into place. Like another shock that was like what the fuck you know yeah. kind of crazy stuff like that these don't they don't seem that shocking to me um although you could argue depending on, again on what issue they're reading um you know smiled and said beep beep could be kind of out of place i guess it just all depends i don't know the context so i'd have to go back and look but that is the last one we got ladies and gentlemen and now we're moving on to comics um let's see uh i did not read two of these books clay which is the ones that i did not read danger street and i didn't read the um other one what is the other one called uh um, the teen titans no i read teen titans i didn't read the the successor to arkham asylum or whatever oh the uh 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 the city of madness yeah okay so if so you i read those, two, those the only one i didn't i wasn't able to finish was the uh team titans so you'll have to cover that one i can yeah. cover uh city of madness and uh danger street real quick yeah let's just uh knock out danger street um i i love the cover for it i thought the cover was great yeah, I, I really dug the cover to this. I thought it was really, really cool. Um, so going back to the first page here so I can kind of remember. Uh, so uh, we start off with Ryder um, going to the roof of the building that he works in because he just wants to smoke a cigarette. And he finds uh, the bodyguard and Manhunter uh, lying dead on, on the roof. And, cause, and he didn't even notice at first until he then saw them later um, with, his, uh, with his boss. And his boss is basically just like... Yeah, like these two are idiots. Who gives a shit? Like I, I, I don't care. Uh, he did his job. I'm not dead. We're good. Um, mm-hmm. but this sword was originally uh diamonds, and it's supposed to be mine. So I, I, and he's talking to Jack Ryder. He's just like, do you know anybody who could change this back to an arm? Because it looked better as an arm. Like it's a sword now, but I don't need a sword. I just, I just need something to display. And like Ryder is just like. I think we should like really tell somebody about this. There's two dead bodies on our ceiling. Like this could be really bad optics. If we don't share anything with the police or anything, like we really need to say something. Yeah. And he's like, you're worried too much creeper. And he calls him out on it. Like he, like I didn't, it never really showed that he knew he was the creeper. Mm-hmm. And here it sounds like, and looks like Reacher was actually or, or writer. Sorry. Uh, was surprised that he knew that he was Creeper. And mm-hmm. he, like, knights him with the diamond sword and is like, you're going to be my new bodyguard. Like, you have, you know, advanced in your employment. You are you work for me now. 
And I think this is going to be for the best. Um, we also get two other separate stories here. Um, of course, with Lady Cop, she is trying to get a hold of higher up in the government to tell them what the hell is going on uh, with her small town. Learning that there was a break in with, of course, these heroes being the warrior and Starman, uh, but nobody is listening to her. Uh, mm -hmm. They keep suggesting, like, oh, just call Superman, just call Superman, just yeah. call Superman. And she's just fed up with it. While uh, the warrior and non fat are having this conversation, and non fat's kind of just like wondering, like, so who the fuck are you, man? Like, are you the Justice League? Like, like can you help us out here or not and he's like no i was the part of the justice league at some point but i'm just a dude who you know found a sword and you know that's just who i am now and non-fast is like so i'm more justice league than you are like <laughs> god damn like you ain't shit really he's yeah. like yeah i guess i guess that's true um he eventually uh warrior goes to the starman to talk this all out and just be like hey like we can get through this like i well he he doesn't think he can get through this uh starman is like hey i think we'll be fine we can definitely you know work things things out we are heroes we are superman uh talking about like hey we can be the heroes of this story when uh writer and the kid go back into the office uh, those really weird characters uh, that are known as the outsiders in this story break in and they're wanting to kill this kid and Ryder turns into the creeper and we find out that the outsiders are the kids from the flashback story because the girl yells out that uh, it wasn't their fault. Uh, all they wanted, uh, all we did was step outside the line. And it mm -hmm. was, again, a throwback to that story that we had seen and heard about those kids uh, playing the game and the winner was granted oh, a yeah. wish. It was the one issue that you didn't read. Yeah. Um, so at the end of this story, uh, we see that uh, the warrior had actually met up with uh, Orion. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey... I can help you out. I know what you want, but you, you need to help me out. And so he takes him to the dead body of the kid. And we see this nine panel grid at the very end here. Um, Lady cop is making her way with the helmet of fate back to town. Uh, it looks like creeper is embracing one of the outsiders. So he's going to help them. Uh, the kid is knocked down, uh, knocked out on the floor. And then, of course, uh, Dr. Fate is saying to be continued. Mm -hmm. uh, so nothing too dramatic happened here. We are progressing with the story. Uh, it's usually issue 10 or 11 that really have the big twists. Yeah, There wasn't really a big twist here at, uh, on issue 10. So I think it will be on issue 11 uh, in this series, um, which I think issue 11 will actually be the big confrontation through all of our parties that are a part of the story. So, uh, yeah. Creeper dealing with the Outsiders, they're dealing with possibly uh, what's going on with Orion and the Warrior and all of that, and with the Helmet of Fate, because the Helmet of Fate is really what's tying everything together. Yeah. So, 
it's going to be really interesting to see how this all kind of wraps up. Nice. Um, so we do have a hard out today. Um, and we only got about like 25 more minutes. So just tell me madness worth reading. Is it as bad as asylum? Is it better than asylum? It's not as bad as asylum. And it kind of feels like a regurgitated story in some sense. Um, mm -hmm. the court of owls seems to have a beast. This beast, this creature that is like hidden in a underground type of uh, uh, vault thing has broken loose uh, by one of their own guards. We still don't know why, but this beast is a Cthulhu Batman. Um, and the story surrounds a little kid who travels to Gotham because his dad was killed by a dirty cop. Uh, mm. And... Uh, we find out that these dirty cops were actually a part of the uh, what's the gang that puts the helm the the masks on yeah the, it's funny the cuz they're trio. literally yeah because they're, the, they're also in the Batman and Robin book yeah uh, but I forget what they're called uh, every time when they when they notice this kid kind of like scouting them out they confront him and the kid brings out a gun to like basically threaten them and say like hey i'm gonna kill you because you killed my dad um the cthulhu batman saves him but mm -hmm. murders these three guys these three oh. cops yeah um we also learn that uh batman is uh wanting to talk to two-face the only thing that is kind of out of like I, I don't know how i feel about it yet two-face has a third personality and instead of uh, being cut in the middle, uh, uh, going uh, vertically, he has a two-face going horizontally. And Yeah, I see that. And this two-face can somehow like know things that both of them don't. And what I mean by that is like out-of-body experiences. So he mm -hmm. knows about this dangerous creature and how he has this kid now, mm -hmm. somehow. And he wants Harvey and Two-Face to warn Batman to save this kid. Yeah, so uh, Three-Face. So, yeah, it's, um, it's really weird. I am kind of over the only way to beat Batman is to be Batman kind of thing. Yeah. Like, oh, we got to create our own Batman. And it's like, dude, just create something else. Like, um, granted, Cthulhu Batman could be interesting. Unfortunately, the visual of Cthulhu Batman was done in Detective over a year ago. You know what I mean? With the virus bugs or whatever. Like Batman was had like, you know, buggy links coming out of his mouth. Um adding a third face to two face is stupid. Just like it's so a bold stupid. move. Yeah, it's a bold move, Cotton. I don't think it works. Uh it is uh yeah, that's dumb. That's dumb. I will say, here's the thing that's really sucks for artists like this. A lot of this art looks AI. You know? Yeah. And it's unfortunate for this artist because they've probably been working on this book for a really long time. Yeah. And I look at some of these panels. I'm like, bro, this looks like AI art big. Time. And like, I'm I'm just really confused because this book came about only because of the fan art that they drew. Yeah. Like, do you remember that fan art that, that that became really popular? Yeah. Like he he said that like he was approached by DC because of the popularity of that. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know. I just think uh a lot of it does look very AI artist. 
I do you got to prove you have to have a portfolio, right? I wonder with everything yeah. being digital nowadays, um, if people get away with submitting AI art into like stuff with DC, because like again, if you're, I'm not accusing this artist of anything, by the way, but I'm just saying like if DC were to find you on Twitter, right, and you have a bunch of different stuff in your portfolio, some of it's real, some of it's maybe AI generated. Like, do they vet that? Like, I'm curious on how that works. Yeah. Like, or I wonder if they make you like, oh, you got to be able to do this digitally or I don't know. Because like, there's a lot of people that don't do traditional paper, you know, pencil and paper anymore. So yeah. like, you know, I'm curious on how they go about verifying that kind of shit. But anyways, we got to keep it moving here. Um, Teen Titans. Boring as fuck, in my opinion. Also, one thing that really pissed me off in this book doesn't make any sense so all this book is is like hey we're hanging out with each other except robin's being robin and he's actually trying to get to the bottom of a crime and shit so he's actually working everybody else is hanging out it's basically like let me introduce wally's introducing uh garth and uh what's his face red arrow kid um to his family and it's basically what your parents would do if you met your new kids like met new kids in the house they're like all right how are these kids hanging out with my kid and yeah. they like Garth because he's like really weird, but he's like super clean and nice and stuff. And they're like, Garth is amazing. We don't like the other kid because we think he's a bad influence because he's egotistical. Yeah, and so Roy. that's kind of, yeah, Roy's like, oh, he, cause he buys them like a new 80 inch TV. And he's like, ah, you know, kind of <laughs> shit like that. And they're like, we're not keeping that TV by the way. And he's like, yeah, I thought so. And so like, they just don't like Roy's attitude because he makes everything about him. And which is fair, which is fair. My parents definitely had many moments where they're like, we don't want you hanging out with that boy. And so I'm like, all right. I didn't think about it in the time. I was like, that's stupid. But then a lot of those guys turned out to be shitty people. So I'm like, all right, my parents are right. All right. My parents got it. They knew what happened. And so that was basically it. It was kind of like a sleepover kind of thing. Then you also had Bumblebee and this character that becomes the Guardian. So we get the Guardian. I never really thought the Guardian was a Teen Titan, to be honest. But uh, it was it was more introduced in uh, the I believe Jeff Johns mm-hmm. version of Teen Titans pre New Fifty Two, and it moved it it that kind of went into Young Justice, yeah, um, the TV show. Okay, so uh, you know, just fast forwarding is uh, Guardian gets this shield from somebody, I think, uh, you know, and then. Um, He's having a oh, also, there's like a little Donna Troy moment in here with Robin where she went to go be in a construction derby. So she's kind of just like living life right now. She's just like, I'm a wild child. And she was like, Oh, yeah. And Robin was like, You don't even know how to drive. He's like, Didn't need to because there's a destruction derby and she won. So she yeah. beat everybody. So there was that random thing that looked kind of that was kind of out of place. It felt like, uh, because I don't think we've really had like this told to us that donna troy is trying to experience new things or anything like that so it's like yeah really it's, weird. it's a very it, like it's supposed to be a take on what wonder woman experienced in new 52 yeah. about like oh like ice cream and like all these new yeah. people and all of this stuff it's this new it's 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 not a new idea but it's this idea that oh new lifestyle i i want to do everything that i can experience when i can yeah. uh, because she's a hero and she doesn't really have time to do it so when she does have time she uses it all on that. And it's supposed to be a highlight on how she's just ignoring Garth. Like, that's another yeah. thing here. Okay. 
Yeah, so there's that, which, you know, any young man might have experienced that or any young woman. Any, you know, when you're yeah. younger, when you start growing up, you start experiencing new things. And if you're in a relationship, you might be spending less time together if you're not bringing them with you, you know. But here's the thing that pissed me off about Teen Titans. So Bumblebee Guardian having a, a chat at a diner. She she has her suit on with no mask. We made a big deal yeah. about the mask last time. And then car door flies through the window. So it's, oh, it's time to get in the action. She puts her mask on literally by people and i'm just like what the fuck was that whole thing about the last issue then about like nobody touches my mask my mask doesn't come off and then it's instantly she's putting it on in front of people to fight yeah it's 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 very weird like i like i could see them like it might be very intentional to have somebody in that panel with her yeah to where like it becomes a thing in the future but I think it was very odd for her to just have her suit on to begin yeah. with. Yeah. Usually have a coat over it or something like that. Like, yeah, I don't know. And then guardian puts on his suit. So his identity is out there. And um, then we, I guess get a, a view of this person for the first time that has been putting this team together. Cause he's like the price of admission to my team is one dead Titan. And there was this guy in a red suit that looked like a red bug trying to kill yeah. him. Uh, and then, yeah, so that story is going to be continued. Um, I just thought it was stupid that she made this big deal about her mask in the last issue. And then she just puts her mask on in front of people. I'm like, that doesn't make that the writing is so inconsistent there. Um, so it is what it is. I didn't think there was anything special about that Teen Titans issue. I almost wanted to skip it myself because I didn't feel like yeah. anything exciting was happening. And I've been I, I saw something recently about like this idea that. You know, people forget that each comic issue should be its own story in its own. And I'm just like, sometimes I don't care. Sometimes yeah. I'd rather just like, I know they're like, oh, because I, I saw this video recently that was talking about how a lot of people got away from like, or everybody started going to writing for the trade. I think I prefer it. I think I prefer one continuous story over six issues opposed to like Tom, like Tom King does a really good job of making each issue one thing, right? I feel like if we really pick apart Tom King's writing, not every issue does that. It probably bleeds into the next one. But for the most part, he tries to do that. But I don't know. I think sometimes when you try to do that, you get stuff like this. It's kind of boring, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Moving on, we got, uh, let's go through the next two, because I feel like we can spend the most time on Batman and Robin. Um, Joker, another, uh, it's the same thing every time. Like, yeah. it's just a, a parent first experience so what did you think about this i enjoyed it i thought it was funny because it's weird seeing joker realize that humans are human yeah and like i think it's also funny the uh experience that he's having with social media as well yeah mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to parenting because that's a really big topic when it comes to parenting um is like are you using your kids for a platform in a negative way and uh it's been a it's been a highlight on especially on tiktok recently but uh here joker sees this woman complaining on on what is the equivalent of twitter mm. stating that uh she got harassed by people because she had her baby in her stroller on the subway and uh come to find out uh joker's like no, screw these people. I'm with her. I'm, I'm going to do the exact same thing. But then he realizes like, oh my gosh, this is me and a baby in 
Gotham of yeah. all cities. This is Gotham. Like this has me even more worried. And like he like wears a coat. He has like a thick layer of like clothes or whatever. But he's brought every single weapon that he has at his disposal yeah. underneath the coats, just in case anybody wants to attack him. Um, and then while he's on the subway, he's reading the post. the The original post has been deleted. Uh, people were attacking her online, and like now he's like, "Oh crap, maybe I made a mistake." Like people are eyeing me, and and I I feel so anxious and nervous. I'm just gonna get off here. He got off at the wrong stop and he like he's going through a swirl of thoughts now. Uh, But one person that he thought was like kind of eyeing him to kind of harass him ends up coming up and he's like, hey, I have a kid too. instead of going up these giant stairs on your own. Let's go ahead and carry the stroller together. I have a kid, too. And I know how hard it is. And Joker's like, thank you. And he like goes up or whatever. Um and he ends up, I can't remember the other time he said thank you um, to somebody, but he ends up saying thank you twice uh, in this oh, book. Oh, uh, his baby's crying in a diner, and a guy's like, shut that damn oh, baby up. Yeah, yeah, that was the like, second time at the very yeah. end. And he uh, pulls out an Uzi on him. He's like, he, yeah. <laughs> he, it's it's like one of those moments where like you always think of the great comeback after the fact. Yeah. And so, like, Joker's kind of waiting, and he's like, oh, well, you think? And he like pulls out the Uzi. He's like starting to talk shit. And then you see this other random civilian like, hey, you were a baby too at once, you dumb shit. Like, yeah. why, like, why are you complaining? Like, this person's just like living his life. And, you know, having a baby is sometimes hard, blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, don't worry about him. Like you, you sit down and relax and eat what you can, like because you 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 don't have moments like this. And Joker's yeah. like, uh, "Thank you, I guess." How random! How I would say that twice in one day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I I think this is just a really good slice of life, uh, especially for parents who yeah. who for parents who love Batman and. Mm-hmm and love dc as a whole i think you can definitely uh relate to this is the weirdest thing for once in your life you can relate to joker yeah you should see what abby thinks of it i you know? i think i should i get think a, i get should a normie's with, uh... view on uh on the idea <laughs> you know because i don't think abby reads any comics right so no she would be a very general audience kind of thing uh moving on to that we have uh justice buster which is the other manga this is just a big fight for a majority of the book. It is just Joker helping Batman fight Killer Croc. And um, Joker is known like online or like in Gotham as being like, yeah, he's the best vigilante. He's great. Hey, Joker, look over here, which was very interesting. And he's like, yeah, we should join. If Joker wants to join up with Batman, Batman's like, I don't kill. Like, I'm not going to do that. He's like, look, I didn't kill. I just conform to your rules. Like, why don't we team up? And he's like, I don't need help. And so it's just Batman being very Batman-y. And uh, Joker is very, like, kind of nonchalant with his jokes. He's like, you know, you don't really look like a bat, right? Like, not when you stand like that. You're, you, if you pushed out your cape more, you look more like a bat. And he's like, no, I don't do that. And he's like, well, I'm just saying. Uh, and then we get more of the kid that we think is going to become Robin. Like, trying to fix stuff with this other character that I get the vibes is going to be bad. And could also be Clock King. You know, because he's oh, yeah. uh, dealing with watches. So mm-hmm. I think that's very interesting. But um, yeah, there's not really much to this issue, to be honest. It was just a big fight thing and kind of seeing what Joker's going on with. And maybe Joker's Gordon? Still can't tell. They wear the same kind of outfit. And we see Gordon at the end, who is or who we assume is Gordon, and uh, is at where the Waynes died. 
So yeah. are we going to have a thing where the Joker killed the Wayne family when he's like really young or something? I don't know if that's going to be what they're going to try to go for. But we'll see what the plot twist is there. But not much out of Justice Buster, but I will say definitely worth the read if you are um, a fan of manga and you want to see some Batman. I will say yeah. one of the better Batman manga adaptations, in my opinion. And I, so. I really like the uh, the mask for the Joker. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, very luchador. Um, but I would have went a little bit creepier. But I think if they're trying to portray that he's kind of a good guy, it makes sense. But let's move on to the last book we got. And that is um, Batman and Robin uh, by Joshua Williamson. And uh, this is not good, Clay. Um, no, not at I, all. First of all, it's really stupid for starting on page two because we hear, uh, you know, Damien's being trained as the demon head. And they're like, you know, we got this woman who kind of gives off Shiva vibes. I don't know if that is Shiva or not, but... She's just all like, you can't have any emotional attachments. He's like, oh, this bat is cute. And she kills the bat. And he lunges at her, which is really weird. Um, wait, where is it at? Yeah, so she punches it, or she kills the bat, and he gets mad, and he lunges at her. And I guess from what you're supposed to think is she puts her knee up to block it, but then he's just standing really far away from her in the next panel. Like, the panel progression looks really weird. Yeah, I didn't like the panel progression in this book at all uh, for multiple reasons. But uh, it, it is really disheartening because uh, Daniele was such a great... Wait, is it Daniele or is it uh, Simone? I think it's Simone that is doing the art here. Uh, Demoe? Uh, Demoe? Demoe. D-I-M-E-O. Well, I, that's his last name. I'm looking okay. for his first name. Uh, which is Simone. yeah Simone yeah Simone Simone uh he has done great stuff with Power Rangers mm -hmm. uh this I just was not impressed with um again it's this very popular like shine to a lot of people's art uh yeah. I don't like it um because again it gives off that weird AI look and I just yeah. I for me I just don't like the way it looks um the story of how like uh we are getting like all of the the introduction to shush terrible there's literally no introduction she's just there yeah and i didn't you, know this was shush until the end of the book well the the worst part about it is that the like her dialogue is grayed out mm -hmm. because she talks in whispers yeah the entire time and i'm just like why yeah, like this. There, there's no explanation. I, to be fair, I do think that's been done before in other books to like indicate whispering. Well, um, I understand that. I understand. Yeah, oh, but okay. the gimmick of her always whispering because yeah. there's never a time when she's not whispering. Like mm. that's that's the thing that that I think is kind of stupid. Yeah. Like just because your name is Shush does not mean you just have to be quiet. Like you like I understand that it's supposed to be the inspiration of Hush, which I don't think a whole lot of people are supposed to even know about Hush. Like yeah. that, that's the that's the big thing for me. Um, but yeah, I didn't I didn't like this. I think the school thing was kind of meh with Damien. And... Uh, I just want to go to this panel here where Batman uses fragrances to um, get the bats away from him because it's lavender and stuff. It's something his mom used to do, which is fair. And Damien's like, "Oh, you have a you really what he says." He is like, oh, and you put that into a smoke bomb? I'm impressed. You truly do plan for everything. 
And Batman says, I think that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. And he's like, you need to get back to the brimstone, father. Then find out Killer Croc, Orca, and Man Bat, and the terrible trio. That's the name of that thing. Um, Williamson doesn't know how to write Batman. Yeah, Batman. I, oh, I, I don't understand the the type of like relationship he's trying to give Damien yeah. and and Bruce because this is vastly different than literally any of the iterations that we've gotten of these two characters together. Yeah. Uh, then there's another panel of Bruce saying, nice work, son. You're a real wartime tactician. I'm just like, okay. And then, um, yeah, it's just Damien's all like, uh, oh. And then Bruce says, okay, doctor, then I will stay behind and see what I can find. While I do that, son, there is something I need you to do this morning, and you will need to find the challenge. And this is when he goes to school or whatever. This does not sound like Bruce Wayne or Batman or anything. It just sounds like the most generic fucking dialogue ever. Yeah. Uh, then we have Damien going to school, and he meets a bully, and the bully takes his Damien Vane comic book that he's drawing and makes fun of him. And, of course, he thinks about beating the shit out of everybody in the school. Um, but then... Um, I think wife... I would have appreciated that more than the... Uh... Because it's supposed to, it's supposed to show like he was only thinking about it. Yeah. Um. In the next, on the next page, and I'm just like, oh, that's kind of boring. Yeah. Like, and I understand that Damien shouldn't do these things because it could oust him as Robin, of yeah. course. But it's just like, there's nothing interesting about this book. The only interesting thing about this book is the panel with Batman in the shadows. That's literally the only interesting thing later on when they're in the, yeah. in the prison well, uh, one or thing, in the jail cell. One thing I hate about this is like, uh, you know, the bully gets stopped by the principal who is a waifu. And I'm pretty sure this is shush. So because uh, they like zoom in on her face a little bit. She's kind of got the bone structure of shush. So I think the principal might be shush or the teacher. I don't really know. But Damien disappears and he jumps out the fucking window, Clay. And becomes Robin. What is with our heroes automatically getting dressed right in front of civilians and giving away their secret identities? He literally jumps out. I, I thought, okay, maybe he ran out of the classroom and jumped off the roof or something like that. No, no, no. Yeah. The panel is this woman, his teacher, who was in the same room, looks out the window and there's these doves flying away. The next panel is Robin falling down from a building and there's the same doves around him. So he jumped yeah. out of the fucking window. And his car is there, and he goes to go chase down the white rabbit. And, of course, Batman's there, and he's like, you're supposed to be in school. He's like, you're supposed to be resting. And then they're, you know, they're hearing commotion, and it ends with the terrible trio surrounding uh, the white rabbit, and Shush is there. And she's like, too slow. And then we have this thing. This is where I found out that this was Shush. Because at the very end, the bottom two panels, they try to do the, like, next time on Batman. It's like, I hated oh. this, by the way. Yeah. They were like, Oh no, are the dynamic duo too late to save the white rabbit? Will they learn Shush's identity? Tune in next time to see if bang. Um, I was like, oh, that's Shush. I thought Shush was gonna be a student. I thought Shush was gonna be like his classmate. Yeah. Yeah, this was ridiculous. But um, that is it, ladies and gentlemen. We do have a hard out right now. We gotta get going. Uh Clay, not too sure if you got anything you can uh, pimp out. But... Um, no, not this month or this week. Uh, so, uh, just, uh, 
look out for me on uh, Twitch playing Marvel Snap, and that's basically it. Yeah. All right, guys, we got to go. Sorry about that. But as always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Clay. Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. Remember, Batman is awesome. Batman!